What's good, family? What's good? I know it's been a minute since I've had a guest on my podcast, but let me tell y'all something good. Let me tell y'all something great. I got somebody that's going to tap in with me, somebody that is blood-related to me, somebody that I grew up with, my family, my cousin, Shanita. What's good, dog? What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Y'all, it's real. It is real out here. But listen, we come to y'all talking about change because a lot of change has been happening in our lives. And y'all, of course, I found a quote. So check this out. It's by a guy named Roy T. Bennett. He said, change begins at the end of your comfort zone. And it's that very moment when you're in that comfort zone that you become un- that you become uncomfortable. And a lot of times we hate being uncomfortable in life. But why is that? Like, have you ever been uncomfortable? Absolutely. And what was that like? It was like not a great feeling at all. Not a great feeling at all. I felt really lost at that time. Right. Really, really lost at the time. And so that was recent. You know, that was actually before I even moved out this way. Right. So, like, I had literally... Worked myself to the point where I got sick, lost my job, and was really trying to figure out what I was gonna do in life and what where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. where I wanted to grow, everything. So, and then I realized how far I had gotten away from a lot of things, even God. Like I had fallen back off, fallen back off of Him a little bit, and so it took that time frame. He had to put me in that situation to make me realize I needed to come back to him. And it took me that whole time. And once I came back to him, like, life became just so much easier. So much easier. I ended up finding another job right away. Stayed in that job for a while. Even in a place where I really, he knew I really didn't want to be, but he told me I had to be still and wait. Mm. He told me I had to be still and wait. And it wasn't when I wanted to move. It was when he was ready for me to move. So, and then he came up with the opportunity. I didn't even remember that I applied for the job. Wow. Like, and then when I got a call, I was like, you need me to come win? Okay. I'll let my manager know now that I'm going to have to take this time off. And luckily, it was around a time where I could use a specific situation for me to be able to make that transition. So... When it happened for me, you know, I was like, great. And then before night, I had gotten, I drove, I went in an interview. I was in there for maybe 15 minutes, 15 minutes tops, left, drove all the way back. Not even 10 minutes of being in the door, my phone started ringing saying, when can you work? Mm-hmm. So change is always inevitable. It's going to come around right away, but you got to be patient. You got to stay focused. And know that he's going to do it for you. You know, it's crazy that you said that. You didn't step out on a chance. And there's a um, a quote by a guy that's name is John, not Jim, Ron, if I'm not mistaken. And it says, your life does not get better by chance. It gets better by change. And the definition of the word chance is a possibility of something happened. You didn't move up here. Because there was a possibility that something was going to happen. You moved up here for a change. Mm -hmm. You moved up here because you wanted something different in your life. You moved up here because you knew that change was going to come. And if I can take it to the Bible on y'all, 
a little bit. If I go to, I'm not sure which scripture this is, but it talks about how not to be conformed to this world. But if, I, well, let me talk to you. Let me talk about it from the King James Version. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And it just goes to say, it's from the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. But if you take it to the New Living Translation, it says, Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When you moved up here, you didn't copy the behaviors of other people and just started chasing the money. You went up here for change. You went up here on a God-based move, and God transformed you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Yeah. The person you was when you was living back home totally versus the different. person you are now, like you said, is totally different. Totally different. He transformed your mind. Absolutely, because even then, I was like, who you know can move to a whole new city and end up five, be there just five days and end up being able to walk into an apartment? Exactly. With furniture on the way. Who you know can do that? When you find somebody, you let me know. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> but that was nothing but the grace of God. And then just staying patient and letting him know. Thanking, thanking him for everything that you push you through, man. Change is always, it's always good. Even though it may not seem good right away, it's always good. It's always something good that's going to come out of it. Always. It's just like, that's why I like um, the song by Sounds of Blackness the most. Like the... My favorite song about him is "Hold On, Change Is Coming." Why is that your favorite song? Like it's just, uh, it's just always coming. Like you, like there's so many times that I've been down, wondering when change is gonna come. Like what's what, what do I need to do to make this happen? And I'm always saying, "What do I need to do? What do I need to do?" But I, I have to remember that all I had to do was just ask and leave it alone, and leave it in the hands of the Lord, and it's gonna come. I just have to be patient. And that's exactly how I ended up here now. Because I was holding on and being patient. And my change came. You know what's crazy? You keep talking about this whole patience thing. This whole patience thing. And that's the most dangerous thing that you can even ask God for. Because patience is something where things will happen in your life that will make you have to think before you say things, and it's going to have to make you slow down and change the way that you see things. But if I can go back to the Bible again, you know, the Bible is my source. It says in the book of Psalms 23, chapter, in the Psalms chapter 23, verse 4, it says, yeah, though I walk through the valley, but let me stop. Mm. We talked about this a little bit. Yes, we did. It didn't say I get to the valley. It said it didn't say yeah I yeah though I get to the valley and I stop. It didn't say yeah though I get to the valley and I find another way around. Exactly. It didn't say yeah though I get to the valley and I call all my old friends to help me out. It says yeah though I walk through the valley of the shadow, shadow of death. death. So you're walking into a dark place. Well, you're you walking don't know into what's a going on. What's gonna come out at you? You don't know nothing. Right. But if you continue reading the scripture, it says, I will, I, I will fear no, no evil. For, thine, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, 
They comfort me, but let me back it up a little bit. Let's back it up. It says, I will fear no evil. When I walk through that dark valley, I ain't got to be scared. Why am I not scared? It says, because thou art with me. That's right. It didn't say that he left me in the storm by myself. He said that he was with me. And if you continue reading the Bible, it says somewhere in the Bible that, um, God is before me and he is with me. So when I walk through that valley, God didn't already slay the demons. He He said, you got to follow me. me. He already walked through it for me. Exactly. So there's nothing to be scared of because he already cleared it up. So you ain't got nothing to worry about. All you got to do is just walk to see that light. Exactly. And then the Bible says that he is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And it says that in the book of uh, Psalms. 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So when I'm going through this valley in my life and I'm going through things that are scaring me and I feel afraid and I have to pull out my flashlight, God said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you pulling out your flashlight? What you scared for? I'm right here with you. Mm -hmm. And all we got to do is open our eyes, open up our hearts. Mm -hmm. But we're so used to fear. We're so used to people letting us down that when it comes to God, we're not even willing to let him help us up. Exactly. So we're We're walking through this valley. It also thinks about, makes you think about, you know, when you always worried about what other people think of you. Why are you worried about what other people think of you? The only person that can judge you is the Lord. The only person that can judge you is the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you say that because... I'm going to tap on this and I'm going to jump to that because that was good. But he said, he's a lamp to our feet and a light to my path. I don't need my flashlight. No. Because he's going to light up my path. I don't need to look down at my feet because he said he's a lamp to my feet. Shanita. I know. He's a lamp to my feet. So you can see the light. Exactly. If you walk it. He said he'll order. The Bible says uh, he'll order my steps. Every step I take, he's lighting up my path. Exactly. Constantly. And when you made the statement that you made, the Bible says in Psalms 56, this is David talking. I I admire David a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. He says, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. But it gets better. He says, they twist up my words all day long. So people constantly twist up our words. We'll go and say something, and then they'll go and twist up our words. Or Desmond said this, or Shanita said this. It's like, no, I never even said that. That's not what I said. They twisted up my words. All their thoughts against me are evil. Sometimes you walk in the room full of people, and they're just looking at you crazy because the person that twisted up your words told them stuff. And now, like, everybody pointing a sniper at you and people feeling some type of way. Mm -hmm. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps while they try, while they wait to take my life. But let me back up. It says they lurk and watch my steps. It's so funny that people will talk about us. Mm -hmm. It's so funny that people try to disrespect us. People will always try to know what you're doing. They'll belittle us. They will try to sabotage your name. But at the end of the day, you get on Facebook, they still watching your stories. Mm-hmm. You get on Instagram, they still watching your stories. You get on Snapchat, Twitter, they're still liking your posts. But yet, you're still talking about me. Mm-hmm. But then if you keep going, the Bible says that he will prepare a feast. And that's in the book of Psalms 23. Yeah. It says that God will prepare a feast for us in the presence of our enemies. enemies. Mm-hmm. So there's no need for me to go in the kitchen with God to stir something great and try to brag and boast about what's going on in my life. God says, I will prepare a feast for you mm-hmm. in the presence of your enemies. Not me getting in the kitchen and do it. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is sit at the table. All I got to do is keep being a good person in the presence of my enemies. My enemies are going to come and watch me eat. They don't know 
about anything. Mm-hmm. They still going to hate on me, but they're showing up to my dinner. Exactly. They're showing up to my awards. They're showing up to talk crap about me and get this information. Mm-hmm. But God said he'll prepare a feast That's in the right. presence of your enemies. And then if you go to a different translation, it'll say something like, God will set you up so that your enemies will have, even your enemies will have to shake my, will have to shake your hand. Yep. So why am I going to go and talk bad about you when you're going to have to watch me eat? When you're going to have to watch me live my best life? You're going to have to watch me chase my back. Why am I going to go out of my way to disrespect you when God says that he's going to prepare a feast for in me. the presence, for me, <laughs> in the presence of my enemies? That don't even make no sense to me. You can keep on talking about me. Just watch me and keep on moving. Exactly. You're going to watch my every footstep that he lights up for me. Every And you're going to wish you can walk that path. But until you get with him, you ain't going to be able to walk that path. At all. At all. Mm-hmm. And that's the craziest thing. That's the craziest thing to me because... He even tells us in the book of Mark 11. I don't know why I'm walking this Bible right now. But he says in the, Mark, in the book of Mark 11, chapter 24, I'm coming from the Christian Standard Bible. He says, therefore, I tell you, everything you pray, pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. But let me back up and jump to something totally different. The Bible says, this is coming from the book of James. It talks, it says, ask, no, it's the best book of Matthews. In Matthews, he said, ask and keep asking and it'll be given to you. When we grew up and you know how you'd ask your mom or your dad, like, hey, can I get $20? Like, huh? I don't know. Hey, can I get $20? Ask me later. Can I get $20? I'll think about it. Ask, can I get $20? And they finally give you $20. God said, ask and keep asking. Maybe it's not your season for you to get that $20 because exactly. you won't know how to control it. Exactly. Maybe it's not the season for you to get that car because you can't afford it. Right. Maybe it's not that season for you to move because you're not in the right mindset. Exactly. But God said, ask and keep asking. It'll be given to you. Right. We always talk about how we want to manifest, manifest, manifestation, manifestation is, you know, we might these vision boards and we speak things into existence and we go for it. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. So whenever you right. speak into the atmosphere, you're confident that whatever you're saying is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you start working for it. I said that I want a car. I need to start looking for a job. So ask and keep asking. It'll be given to you. If I ask God for things, he'll give it to me. I and if I want to find things in my life, it says seek and keep seeking and you'll find it. When you That's lose right. your smartwatch or your phone, you look for it until you find That's it. Right. When you lose your earring, you look for it until you find it. I'm going to keep seeking that watch until I find it. Mm-hmm. And then it says knock and keep knocking. It'll be given to you. I mean, it'll right. be, the door will be open to you. When you go to somebody's house, you don't just want two times and expect for them to answer. Right. They might be in the bathroom. That's right. So you're going to wait a little bit. And they finally open the door. It says, knock and keep knocking and the door will be open to you. If it's for you, it will be for you. That's right. But we don't be trying to understand that. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes to God, we won't have faith. But we'll have faith in our own words. But then we want to give God the glory once we already got it. No, go ahead and give God the glory while you don't have it. Which also leads me to the fact that, you know, you have a lot of people that want to keep one one foot in one door. And they want to try to slide their foot in another door. You can't keep being two different doors. Talk about it. Can't be in two different doors. You got to let one close so the other one can't open. Mm. You got to be open to it. You got to be open to it. But how do you be but open to it? Through change. Change is what makes change. you open up. 
change is what lets you open up. You have to be open to the fact that change is good. And it, it may not seem, again, it may not seem like it right away. But always know that change is in the best part of you. Like, the, it's the best decision for you. Wasn't it Taylor Man that had a song like... You have to adapt. Taylor Man had a song and said, uh, something like, Change me, oh God. Mm-hmm. Make me more like you. Yep. Change me. Exactly, because we're supposed to be standing in the light of him. When somebody looks at us, what are you supposed to see? Him. You preaching. Talk. Go ahead. That's all I was saying. Go ahead with your bad self. Standing there. Ain't nobody supposed to see who you are. Nobody's supposed to see Shanita. Nobody's supposed to see Dez. What are you supposed to see? The light of Jesus. You're supposed to see Jesus. We are ambassadors for Christ. So people see us, they should see God before they see you. Exactly. Can I you talk know, that's about that's a godly something? woman. That's a you godly preaching. man right there. You making me go on a change, but y'all, we're going to keep talking about change because that's good. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that you got to deny your flesh. And for the longest, I said, how do you deny your flesh? Like, that doesn't make any type of sense to me. And I did an episode with Marisha. You know Marisha. Yes, I do. And Marisha said, my dad used to tell me to deny my flesh. You got to take your feelings out of it. And she was like, but dad, how do I take my feelings out of it? And that right there was a light bulb that clicked in my head. Mm-hmm. When you deny your flesh, you're denying your outside, your temptations, the negativity, your feelings and stuff. So when people are saying things to you that's crazy, and in the back of your head, you're just like, I'm going to F them up. <laughs> like, I'm about to snatch you. I'm about to and beat that's you the up. Realistic, that's the flesh talking. Literally. That's all flesh. That's the flesh talking, but you but deny your flesh. Deny the flesh. And be like, and you, say, know you know what? You know what? I'm gonna pray for you. Literally, I'm like, That's you know what? You should leave it as. I'm not even gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna calm down. I'm gonna let them go ahead and say this. I'm gonna respectfully correct them about what they're doing. I apologize if I offended you. However, I'm glad that you brought that to my attention. I didn't know that the things that I said offended you. I did try to reach out to you about certain situations that did bother me. You never reached out about me. But again, I will be responsible for my action. I'll take that bullet because I was wrong at the way that I treated you. Mm-hmm. Now, I couldn't handle that a different way and busted you upside your lip because of how you came at me. <laughs> but I'm going to show love Don't do it, <laughs> because of God. Because I'm going to deny my flesh. That's right. Because I'm trying to change. If I could see that person on site, it's on site. But you know what? The Lord said you ain't going to see that person. So it's never going to be on site. You're going to follow me. And I had the opportunity to be able to make myself be able to see that person. And you know what God did? God said, don't do it. Just just don't even respond. Just leave it alone. If we can be real, y'all, you know, I ain't even going to ask that. And the sad part is, you know, this is a person that is a mutual friend of one of my friends right so and my friend would never put me in that situation she said nope nope we're not gonna do it and i was like you really not she said nope i was like but to this day i thank her for that because i was like nobody should be able to take you out of character because it's you're supposed to be in him shanita on talks with dads we like to keep it raw and everybody all these listeners ain't saved they mm-hmm. might be trying to get saved. And sometimes you be thinking Trust to me, yourself, me. you better be lucky my friend stopped me. You better be lucky my friend has a good heart because I could have effed you up when exactly. I had the chance. Like, I'm going to be real. Right. I'm going to be 100% real. That's how I felt at that time. That's exactly how I felt Literally. at the time when that situation was going on. But Bro, you know, I thank God for now, the Holy Ghost. Now, you know, I look back at it and I say, Lord, I thank you for not letting me do that. Lord, I thank you for not. Because I did, that wouldn't be of you. 
And that wouldn't get me to where I am now. Mm-mm. If I'd have did that, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. So I thank you. But you know why we got to where we are now, though? The Bible says, y'all, I'm gonna have, you know I like to walk it. In the book of Psalms, chapter 121, verse 1 and 2, it says, I will lift up my eyes onto the hills for which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. That's right. I look to the hills. Mm-hmm. Shanita, when people do me wrong, instead of looking at the negative in the situation, I'm going to look to the light. Because I know the light is, when I'm in that valley, mm-hmm. crazy things happen when you go through that storm. Oh, yeah. God puts you through things to test you and to humble you, to break you a little bit, mm-hmm. to keep you where he needs you to be. And that's a good person. So mm-hmm. sometimes when everything's going good, we get a little too confident, oh, yeah. we get a little too cocky, and we forget that our boo-boos thing. And we also forget that he's right there. Exactly. Watching. So we get in that dark valley and people start talking us crazy. Well, I'm already at a low point. Let's get it. If you want to fight, let's fight. Mm-hmm. But then we got to remind ourselves, uh-uh, look to the light. Because we're trying to elevate ourselves. Exactly. We're not trying to stay in the dark. I'm not trying to stay in the dark. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look to the hills mm-hmm. for which cometh my help. Mm-hmm. Because my help, it comes from the Duh. Lord. And it be things like that. like, And God tells us. He says, we talked about this too. Even when we are faithless, he mm-hmm. remains faithful. So in the midst of us changing our lives and doing different things and stepping out up. of faith, he knows that we're going to mess up. He knows that we're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. And he says, I will not let your foot slip. He says that again in the book of Psalms 121, right. chapter 3. I mean, chapter 121, verse 3. He said, I will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. God said, I'm not going to let you slide. God has never taken our hand off of our life. We're still here. We're still moving. We're still breathing. We got a chance. Exactly. And as long as I got a chance. To change. To change. For the better. Karen Clark sure came out with an album called Second Chance. That was a second chance. A chance, and, and, and if you're taking a different mindset, bro, a second chance to change. Exactly. A second chance to walk out on faith. Change. That's the key word. Change. David said, why am I afraid? When I am afraid, I will put my faith and my trust in you. But when we're afraid, we put our faith and our trust in everything else but in God. But can I walk it like I talk it for a minute? Mm. The Bible says, he who shelters, who, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall remain secure. Your house is your shelter of the Most High. When you're in here, you're safe. You're That's at peace right. and you know God is with you right. when you're in your house. Mm-hmm. This is your shelter. Yes, it is. As long as you hang around in your house, you're at peace and you feel good. I sure do. But the moment you walk out of your house. I'm going to have peace though. You got to keep that peace. But you have that renter's insurance here. So whenever anything happens in your apartment, you're covered. That's right. Because God got you. That's your renter's insurance. Mm-hmm. But when we walk out of our house, we fail to understand everything. Well, I'm not at home. I feel some type of way. I just need to get home. Well, the but the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you desires of your heart. If you take it to the message Bible, I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking well, to myself a little bit. Let's, let's go a little bit further. You say we, we got God is our renter's insurance in our house. Right? Uh-huh. When we walk out the door, don't we got life insurance? 
You preaching, and that's where it says in the message Bible, get insurance with God. So even when you're not in the shelter of the Most High, and you're out there, you're still covered. Exactly. You are still covered. And in the book of Psalms 37, chapter 3, verse 4, coming from the message Bible, it says, get insurance with God and do good deeds. Settle down, stick to your last. Keep company with God. Get in on the best. And if you go to the New Living Translation, it says, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's right. If I align myself with God, I'd be a loving person because yet scripture says, um, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Mm -hmm. And if you walk it like you talk it, and we talk about it for real, it says the prayers of a good person benefits much so. So if I be a good person, and to be a good person, you got to have love in your heart. That's right. You got to love everybody you encounter. You know, the Bible no talks about. No matter how bad they don't treat no you. No matter how bad. No matter how love bad your you neighbor. they don't like you. And you, they talk so much junk about you. That don't matter. You have the love. The best type of revenge that you can have against anyone is showing them love. Because love. they don't understand it. It throws them off when you come at them with kindness and love in your heart. In your heart after everything they said to you. Yep. Because then they'd be like, well, how can she feel that way about me after all the stuff I done done? And they don't know what to do with it when you come at them with it that way. Now, when you come at them with the rah-rah, oh, they can handle that. They but when you come it. at them with the kindness and the love in your heart of God, they don't know how to handle that. Because God is love. Mm-hmm. God is love, and that's so real. And he is kind. But you know what else happens when change? And I'm going to go back to the Bible again. It says in Romans chapter chapter 6, verse 12, Do not let sin control the way we live. Do not give in to sinful desires. So when you're changing in life, sometimes you'll have things that will pull you back. Like, no, that's not the best. Stay here with us. Mm -hmm. Stay here with us. And your friends are like, oh, let's go to this party. Like, you know what? I don't even know if I want to leave anymore. I miss this too much. But do not let sin control the way that you live. Sarah J said, when I started telling people no, people started turning against me. People started getting mad at me because I chose myself. I chose joy. I chose peace. They don't like you when you choose yourself. We used to party every night and now you too good to party with us. No, I just changed. Exactly. I'm a new me. Right. I'm not that same person that I was before. And if you can't accept that... And I'm sorry you're not on my journey anymore. I know we used to smoke every night, but I can't smoke every night because I've changed. That's right. We can do it. I, 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 now, I know I'm human. We may smoke every once in a blue moon, but I can't do it every night because mm-hmm. I've changed. Mm-hmm. I can't go to the club and every get drunk Saturday every night. night. I can't do I it. I can't do it no more. Why? Time for change. I've it's changed. time for change. And then if you go to the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, this is actually my favorite verse. It says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It says, The peace of God which passes all understanding, understanding. not just some, but all. Sometimes things happen in our life where we're going through these changes, Shanita, we don't even understand. I know. We're just like, God, I don't understand, but I'm at peace. Like, good things are happening. The peace of God exceeds all understanding. Okay? Absolutely. The Bible says exceedingly above all that you could ask or think. That's that peace of God mm-hmm. that exceeds everything. I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand. I don't, but I'm at peace. That's right. When that change happens in your life, you're at peace. And it says, 
And it's, it shall keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Through that change, because I'm at peace, my heart is at peace. That brings me back to the song. Talk to me. You know, the whole long change is coming. It said, it said, you know, how can you keep smiling when the world around you is crumbling down? Mm. And the answer was, when I want to cry, I take a look around and I see that I'm getting by. So mm. I hold on. Because I know change is coming. So, time's going to get rough. Times you may want to go back to the way it, it that back to another way to be able to get a whole head in life because you feel like that may be the way to go. Mm. But you got to take a look around where you are. You've been blessed. You have to take a look around. But take a, you've been blessed and you're still getting blessed. So why go back to the way you were? Just hold on and wait. You got to hang in there. You do. And that's hard, but it comes with change. It does. And it's the last scripture I'm going to throw out. In the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 16, it says, listen carefully. This is what God said. He said, listen carefully. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Let me walk that real quick. I'm going to talk it to you. I'm going to walk it like I talk it. Right. It says, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. God says that we were born into sin. So he knows that the world is crazy. Right. He knows that the world is corrupt. So when you come into this world, you are a sheep. You're pure. pure and he's white. putting you out here amongst wolves. And they will devour you. But God said you got to be that wise. Right. Did you like realize serpents. that, though? Talk to me. Sheep, they're white. Exactly. Purity. P- but when you look at the wolves, most of them are what? Gray. Black. Dark. Different. All types of dark, dark shades. Right. So. You're I'm bringing you in pure. It's up to you to stay pure. Otherwise, you're going to start to change colors and shape shit. Into among, and be amongst the wolves. And, but he said you got to be wise as serpents. I remember our grandparents says all the time, the grass ain't always green on the other side. The grass ain't always green on the other side. You better watch out when you go on that grass. There's some snakes out there. Nah, the grass is too pretty. But it says be wise as serpents. Our grandparents were so wise. They knew that snakes would hide in the grass like that. Because it was cooler. Mm-hmm. It was pretty. It looked good. But when you have a snake mindset and you're wise like a serpent, you're able to see things differently. I got to be careful when I go out here. I know it looks good, but there's a snake somewhere out here. It's got to be something that's out here. That could be a coworker. That could be a family member. It could be your best friend. Well. It could be anybody. Well. It could be the dog. The the dog. I'm just saying. It could be anybody. You got to keep an eye out. You got to keep an eye out for them. You got to keep an eye out. And it says, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. So you got to be as innocent as a dove. You got to still be pure even though you were thrown out. And what color is the dove? White. Purity. Even though you were thrown out with the wolves, even though you got to have a snake mindset, God said you still have to remain as innocent as a dove. When you go to funerals and they throw those doves at and they fly, they come right back. Mm-hmm. They come right back to where they, they may go and see things and experience things above and the mess is going on. They see the pain. They see the tears at that funeral. and But they end up coming right back to their leader, that godly love, that person that shows mm-hmm. them love. That's right. So even though God threw us out here in this world with wolves, we got to have a mindset of a serpent. We got to be wise. We got to see what's going on. And well, then we, we got to go right back to God. We got to go right back to God. Because only he can 
take care of us and change our minds. That's right. Change our minds. Change is inevitable. So we got to confess our thoughts to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. But we got to be willing to change and confess our faults. When I'm wrong, Shanita, I'm wrong. That's right. And I'm going to apologize because I'm a changed man so that I can be healed. I want to be healed, but in order for me to heal, I have to confess my faults. But why do we struggle with that? Why do we struggle with our faith in God, but we don't struggle with our faith in the world? Because we trust in the wrong things sometimes. Talk to me. Think we trust in the wrong things sometimes. I'm just period. Like, like you said before, we, like you said with your with your car, you trusted in the Lord that every time you got in that car it was gonna start, and what it do? Started. That's right. But you got some people that get in the car, and they they ain't trusting in the Lord that the engine's gonna turn over. They're just trusting on the hardware. And if the hardware fails and you're not giving it what it needs to juice it up. You're preaching. Then what? You're preaching. It's still going to sit there. Not even go, <laughs> nothing. It's just going to sit there dead. Because, yeah. again, that goes back to what you said. Faith without works is what? Dead. dead. But how do, how do you faith without works apply in your life? How do you, how do you do it? If I didn't get to that point where I had said, Shanita, okay, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. Like, obviously, you're not, you're not where you should be. You're gonna have to get closer to God. Out to that time, I meditated, thought, prayed on a lot of things. And again, that goes back to also what you and Marisha talked about faith. Mm. Starts out as a little seed, a little mustard seed. And when I actually grasped that seed at that time, it was just keep pouring water on it so it can grow. Keep pouring water on it so it can grow. And it grew. Mm. But I had to have faith and I had to put in the work to look for the items for it to grow. So and I feel so great. So what made you want to change? Because I knew I was lost. How'd you know? Because I didn't recognize myself at all. Mm. You, if you don't, if you can't recognize yourself at all, then and you don't have a sense of direction at all of where you're supposed to go, then you know you're lost. And it's time for you to figure out what you need to do to get found. How long did it take for you to recognize you were off? It took me at least maybe a few weeks to a month tops mm-hmm. to find out that I was lost. How long and were you lost? Probably was lost for a long time, not even realizing that I was <sighs> until until oh, I was God. in that situation. Sometimes it it takes a while. You don't know. But when you sit back, if you take the time mm-hmm. to just slow down and sit back and relax, a bit and value truly evaluate yourself and what's going on and like 
just block out all the noise no 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 phone stuff no social media stuff like literally take the time and it all and really you could do it in an hour you do it in 30 minutes you do it in a few days if you want to just take time to just focus on you and say what is it that you truly want are you truly working towards what you want and when you figure that out then you know exactly what needs to be done that is so good I, when change started happening in my life, I didn't even understand. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, I'm just so confused right now. Why is all of this, why is this happening? And I, 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 I was more focused on questioning God yeah, for taking ask. me out of me being comfortable and put me in this season of unknown. That. Yeah. You know, I said, why did this happen to me? Why do I have to go through this? I've worked so hard. Why is it that I have to do this? And right. then you realize it's because I need you to be in this spot. I need you to be still because you're moving too much. And because you're moving too much, you're missing what I have for you. You're missing what I have for you. Be still. Peace. Be still. That's right. And then mm. I can show you what I need I you to do. And then when you see what I need you to do, you'll change. So that way I can get you to where I, you need and I want you to be at that moment. Where you need and I want that you preaching. Yeah. We hang around people so much that we're so used to people telling us what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's not helping us change no, instead not. of hanging around people. If someone's telling you what you what we need to hear. Instead of if someone's telling you what you want to hear, then that's a person that you don't need around. Him. You need someone who's going to be able to tell you what you don't want to hear, even though you know it's what you need to hear. Mm. You know you need to hear it. You need that person that's going to tell you what you don't want to hear. Because that person has your best interest at heart. And that person is also more than likely walking the path that they know you can be on. And they may be trying to, they may be God's vessel trying to help you get mm. there. We block our own blessings. We do. Pushing people out of our lives. The wrong people. And keeping the wrong people in. But we're so used to social media instead of telling us what we, what we should be feeling. How we should be living. Mm-hmm. And that's stopping us from changing. Because yeah. instead of on trying to be in the best ass, we're so focused on trying to be this person that social media says we should be. Mm-hmm. You know how many people, females we got in there going, being becoming bulimic and anorexic just because... They want to follow what social media says that they should look like. I mean, I, I, I got all the extra curves in the world right now. And I'm like, I love me. That's good. That's real. Mm-hmm. And you just said something right there. You said social media should, should social media would tell us what we should look like. Mm-hmm. And 
we'll go and look in the mirror and not be happy with ourselves because social media said we should be all these things. Lord, I love so, every little fat curve rolly pulling no, on really, me ever. Love yourself. Shoot. Social media says you should have a house by the time you're 30. You should have this much money in your account by the time you're 30. You should be this and you should be that by the time you're 30. So now that I'm not, that I'm depressed because I'm not where I feel like I should be. No, 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 no. no. God got you You're not where the world says that you should be. But you're exactly where God needs you to be. Exactly. Come on here. That's right. (sighs) But guess what? That's why you got to take a look around and see that you're getting by. And hold on, because change is coming. That's why it's, I love that song. It keeps taking me back to that song. You're and preaching real. I love it. I love that song. Like I could listen to that song on repeat for hours. Mm. That is so good. And every time I sing it, it hits me. Every time. Every Same time. thing with... Her, and these are throwback songs, but they, man, the throwback songs are always like, those can get me the most more than the newer songs. And like another throwback song, Kirk Franklin. Why we sing? Mm. It's the reason why I sing. Like, Someone asked the question. Yes. Why do I sing? When I lift my hands to Jesus, that's the reason why I sing. I oh, it's so good. I'm telling you, like, I just, those songs, like, even, even when I said, you know, I'm holding on because change is coming, like, another one by Kurt with Rance Allen's I Rest His Soul. Something about the name. Something about the name Jesus. It is the sweetest name I know. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. Oh, how I need the name Jesus. Exactly. Oh, how I need. Yes. I just need them. Exactly. I need them. You gotta have them in there. I mean, I gotta have Jesus. Having him is just so amazing. Like it, it changes your world completely. It, it really does. Like again, change it makes life so, I'm so much better. Glad he changed me. That's right. The Tremaine Hawkins or something like that sing that song. Mm. And that's just like wow. the song that we was listening to when we was on our way to Zoom, man. <laughs> in the middle. Yes. Praise him in the middle of it. Because you know change is going to come. That tragedy is going it's there right now. But I promise if you praise him while you're in the middle of it, your happiness is going to come at the end. You just got to hold on and be patient. <laughs> Listen, y'all. I'm going to finish this off with a story. There was a young girl, and everybody's heard this story a thousand times in different ways. There's a story of this girl that was driving with her dad. And it was pouring down really bad. Everybody was pulling over under the bridge and on the side of the road. And the dad said, just keep on going. She said, Dad, it's raining too hard and I can't see. He said, slow down and keep going. She said, Dad, but I can't see. I can't see. He said, slow down 
and keep going. He said, the other, she said, the other cars are passing me. I'm scared. Turn your hazards on, slow down, and keep going. And all those cars that were passing her, they ended up pulling over on the side of the roads. And she said, Dad, the storm's getting too bad. He said, slow down and keep going. And she said, Dad, why am I, why can't I just pull over? He said, just keep going. She kept questioning her dad. He said, just keep going. So about 10 minutes ride by, and she finally rides out of the storm. He said, just keep driving. He said, pull over right here. She said, Dad, what am I pulling over for? He said, just pull over right here. She pulls over, and the dad just sits there, and he keeps looking at his watch. And she said, Dad, what's going on? He just keeps looking at his watch. She goes, Dad, talk to me. Like, what's going on? He said, five minutes went by. I want you to look back. And she looked back. She said, I don't see anything. He said, exactly. He said, you kept going. Even when you wanted to stop, I told you to slow down and keep going. You rode the storm. You came out of the storm. That's right. You're here now. Everybody else is still stuck in it. So you can stop and rest. She said, well, dad, we're out of the storm. We might as well keep going now. He said, I'm tired. (laughs) I want to do something to eat. And she's like, she's confused. So the whole time they're eating, he said, what's wrong? Why you got that look on her face? She said, dad, all I got to do in life is slow down and keep going. She said, I try to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do everything so fast, but sometimes I just got to take it slow. Thank she you. said, a lot of times I mess up in school and at work because I'm always trying to rush how to do things. Hello. She said, but dad's not, life's not a rush. It's he not. said, I just got to slow down and keep going. Yes. She said, all I got to do is pay attention to my lane. She said, you told you taught me not to focus on what everybody else is doing. You, right. taught, you taught me to focus on the race. You taught me to focus on the end goal. That's right. You taught me to keep going. Yes. You taught me to slow down. And keep going. Yes. But that's it, y'all. That's all I got for Talks with Dads. That's me and Shanita. We are out. Bye.